welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Excellent is thy name in all the earth, right? Praise God. And uh, how many is glad that you can find God no matter what's going on? Praise God. He's as close as the mention of his name. And uh, he's a wonderful Savior. And uh, if you know him, you know that. If you would like to know him, you can find out how wonderful he is. Praise God. There's no one like Jesus. Praise God. Second Kings this morning, if you will, for just a little while. Second Kings chapter 11. So good to see you here in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. There is a, a sweet presence of the Lord that is here. Now, I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. So if you'll kind of put your ears on, uh, you know, keen, quick reading. Amen. This is the story here about how Queen, uh, Queen Athaliah sets out to destroy all of the royal seed. And it says, And when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she rose and destroyed all the seed royal. In other words, the royal heirs. But Sheba, the daughter of King Joram, sister of Ahaziah, took Joash, everybody say Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons, which were slain. And they hid him, even him and his nurse, in the bedchamber of Athaliah, so that he was not found. And he was with her hid in the house of the Lord six years, and Athaliah did reign over the land. And the seventh year Jehoiada sent and fetched the rulers over hundreds with the captains and the guard, and brought them into the home into the brought them into the house of the Lord, and made a covenant with them, and took an oath of them in the house of the Lord, and showed them the king's son. And he commanded them, saying, This is the thing that ye shall do. A third part of you that enter in on the Sabbath shall even be keepers of the watch of the king's house. In other words, when you come on duty, amen, you're going to keep watch over this. And the third part of the third part shall be a gate of Sur, and a third part the gate behind the guard, so shall ye keep the watch of the house, that it be not broken down. And two parts of all you that go forth on the Sabbath, even they shall keep the watch of the house of the Lord about the king. And ye shall compass the king round about, every man with his weapons and his hand. And he that cometh within the ranges, let him be slain. And be ye with the king as he goeth out and as he cometh in. 
And the captains over the hundreds did according to all things that Jehoiada the priest commanded. And they took every man uh, his men that were to come in on the Sabbath with them and should go out in the Sabbath and came to Jehoiada the priest. And to the captains over hundreds did the priest give King David spears and shields that were in the temple of the Lord. Let me read that again. And, and, and to the captains over hundreds did the priest give King David spears and shields that were in the temple of the Lord. And the guard stood every man with his weapons in his hand round about the king from the right corner of the temple to the left corner of the temple along by the altar and the temple. Amen. The sides, literally the shoulders. In 2 Kings here we read this story that verse 10 is something that stands out as it's talking about spears and shields that were in the house of the Lord. Amen. And when we think about our past and we think about those that have gone on before, they left some things that will be very valuable to you and I in this generation and the generations to come. Amen. So we want to talk a little bit about that this morning. Those, those reminders those reminders of the noble men and women that have gone on before. Amen. It's like the Bible talks about the ancient, the landmarks, the ancient landmarks. Amen. They're so important in our lives because they guide us along the way. So you stood quite a bit. So let's pray and ask God to help us tonight, uh, today. God, we thank you once again for, amen, your spirit that is in this place. We're asking, Lord, for the next little bit, amen, that you would be with us that your word would speak something into our spirit, that we would get a hold of something that would help us along the way. Amen. Because we realize, amen, in this day and hour that we need you uh, more than anything else that we have in this world. Amen. You're the only sure thing. Amen. You're the only thing that's going to be there in the end. And so we pray, God, bless your word and let it touch our hearts. In Jesus' wonderful name, and everybody say amen. Praise God. One more time, clap your hands to the Lord as you're being seated. So you find out when, when David would win a battle, he would take the enemy's armor, he would take the weapons, and he would bring them home. And he would bring them home as trophies, trophies of victories that he had won. And it's these items that symbolize the victory that were placed in the house of the Lord. Hey Amen. How many has had victories one time or another? Or maybe you struggled, but you could look back to somebody that had some victories that you knew about that would bless your soul. It's these, these items that symbolized victory. And perhaps David also dedicated uh, his shield or the shield and the sword that he himself had used in those particular battles. You see, after Solomon built the temple, these numerous trophies were hung, hung up in the house of the Lord. And the trophies became the symbols and became the reminders of these noble men that had went, went on before and fought these great battles and won these great victories. It was not so much David's generation that needed the trophies as it was the generations that were going to follow. Amen. 
Uh, uh, I love museums, and uh, if you've been through a museum, we've got a very good museum up here uh, in Dayton, uh, uh, the uh, Air, Force, uh, Air Force Museum, and then we also have uh, one in Pensacola that I've been through, and other just different uh, 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 institutions and museums that dealt with Civil War and, and different things of that nature. But in these museums, there's, there's artifacts, there are things, uh, amen, that will commemorate those battles that were fought. And, and most of them uh, that, that, that placed them there or it was placed there on their behalf, they're already gone. And uh, that, 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 that museum really has no benefit to them. Amen. They can't go there anymore because they no longer live. But the museums, uh, uh, I believe, is for this generation that is currently alive so that when uh, you and I or these young people go in uh, to that museum uh, and behold uh, the, the trophies, if you would say, or the sacrifices, uh, amen, that, that were made, uh, we can truly appreciate the freedoms and the blessings uh, that we have in this wonderful country. <clears throat> Amen. I, I believe, I'm just, I'm just one of these believers. Amen. That the history that we are taught and that we can learn from, whether it's here in the Word of God or whether it's around the world or whether it's about our country or whoever it might be. Amen. I believe that history should not be erased, but it's something you can learn from. Right? Come on. Somebody say Hallelujah. Amen. And that's, that's where these folks were at. It was those trophies. It was those victories. It was those stories. Uh, amen. Those battles uh, that they could look at and say, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it. If they can go out and win that kind of a victory, uh, I can. You see, because darker days follow the victories uh, that David had won. And somebody had the wisdom to know that it was those trophies that would someday build faith in a future generation. Amen. Something that would, that would uh, uh, cause somebody, amen, to, to take that greater chance, to, to, to make that step of faith, uh, to say, yes, we can do it. It has been done before, and it can be done again. Because I'm here to tell you right now, this generation, amen, needs to see some of those victories and some of those trophies Amen, that were won. Come on. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Those battles didn't come easy. Uh, they were hard fought. Amen. They didn't come without battle scars and wounds. Uh, they had them. Amen. But they knew one thing was for sure, that they must keep on fighting no matter what the toll was on their body. Amen. They had to fight until they finished that fight and finished that battle. Amen. And took back the spoils or the trophies. Amen. From that victory. Amen. Don't, don't ever think for one moment that you're going to go unscathed. You're not. Don't think for one moment that you're not going to be, uh, that you're not going to be scarred. You will be. Don't think for one moment that you're just going to be, uh, everything's going to be peachy and creamy, uh, amen, because it's not going to be. You're going to have, yes, your mountaintops, but you're going to have your valleys as well. Amen. Yes, you're going to have your sunshine, but you're also going to say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. You're going to have them. Amen. Don't, don't, don't listen to somebody that wants to preach you over the Milky Way and you don't have to worry about anything. Amen. The only thing that's going to get us through today and tomorrow is Jesus Christ and Him alone. Amen. The victories and the hope that we have 
have in those that have gone on before us. Oh, clap your hands and praise him this morning. We often don't feel the need for somebody to lift up a principle anymore because it does not seem significant for us at the moment. I'm telling you, we're in trouble in this world today. We're in trouble in our own country when people are just basically taking the Word of God and taking God Himself and expelling Him out of their life, out of their schools, out of their government. Amen. I'm here to tell you right now that when you expel God, something will fill its void. When you expel prayer, something else will fill its void. You hear me this morning when I tell you, amen, we need, uh, amen, those old uh, uh, relics, if I could say, uh, those old swords, those old shields, uh, amen, those old trophies. Uh, we need them uh, because that's how we're going to survive uh, in this end time. Amen. Come on, somebody shout it hallelujah. It's how we're going to survive in this end time. Churches are giving up on the message. Churches are accepting everything going. Sin's not sin anymore. Amen. We don't want the war. We don't want the battle. We don't want the scars. Amen. We don't want the, 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 the uh, you know, we don't want people making fun of us. Amen. We don't, we don't want to have to be humble anymore. We just want to be accepted by society. Uh, we want to be accepted by the world. Uh, amen. We want to preach this easy believism. Uh, we want to do, uh, I'm here to tell you right now, if you are Pentecostal, uh, amen, if you're a child of God, amen, you must not accept, uh, amen, those kind of principles. You got to pray and stand strong on the foundation of truth. Amen. You got to get a hold, amen, of the spear and the sword and the shield. Amen. That's the, that the old people have left, amen, for us and realize that is how we're going to win. I'm glad for those who had enough vision to see proclamation of biblical principles as it being a protection for future generations. They saw the Bible as a type of eternal insurance and we still need to see it that way. Amen. You want to make it out of this world and make heaven your home? Amen. You've got to go by way of the Word of God. You can't cast the Word out. Amen. You can't challenge it away. You can't just say, oh, that's nonsense. Amen. A lot of people say it's not for me today. Amen. Well, I'm here to tell you, if that's not for you today, then you're open to everything else out there that's for you today. Amen. I'm not into to, to witchcraft. I'm not into sorcery. I'm not into that magical uh, uh, world. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, uh, don't make light of it and don't make fun of it. Uh, because when you start dabbling in that spirit world, uh, amen, you're opening yourself up uh, to a spirit other than the spirit of God. Amen. And when, you, when this world has opened themselves up, and they are, and they are, they are opening themselves up, uh, that spirit's going to come in uh, and it's going to overtake. Uh, and if you think we've got to fight now, wait till that happens. Pastor, you're stirred up this morning. Yes, I am. I am stirred up this morning because I know there's a warfare. There's an enemy that wants to destroy the church. Amen. Just like Athaliah wanted to destroy Joash and destroy the seed of royalty. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight, the devil does not want the church to survive. But I've got news for him. Amen. The Word of God says it shall and it will survive. Why is this so important? Why is the Bible 
there are principles from this word that we can draw from, amen, for the rest of our lives. Amen. Our text refers to this queen, Athaliah. Amen. The daughter of Ahab. How many remembers Ahab? And she was the king's wife, Jehoram. Amen. He was the king of Judah. Athaliah was an evil woman who put the people under great strain for nearly seven years. It was during this time that she was the queen of Judah that she attempted to purge Judah of the descendants of David. She wanted to erase all of that. Amen. She was a wicked woman. The people's endurance had been tried to the limit. But there was a plan in motion to take care of her for good. You see, the moment had arrived for this oppressive woman to be put to death. And the young prince who had been hidden away, amen, to be proclaimed as king. Everything was organized so that Joash's coronation would be a success. The weapons used in the coronation would serve to remind the people that the coronation was official. The young prince Joash was to be proclaimed king. Amen. It was arranged that he should be proclaimed in the temple court. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. It was since the temple that they were in faced the east. Our scripture tells us, amen, that the guards evidently made a semi-circular arc in front of the building from its northeast side to its southeast corners creating a shield area in the temple courtyard where the anointing would take place. God, I believe, has guards. I believe we have His angels that are encamped around about those who fear Him. Do you believe that this morning? Those that choose to seek the anointing on their lives and not to fear Amen. For God Almighty will issue a divine protection order. Do you believe that today? Amen. I believe that we are anointed. I believe we're the children of God. And I believe that, that, that He will protect us. In fact, First Chronicles, just let me throw this out there. He said, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. I believe there is a covering, amen, that's around the church. I believe that you and I, amen, even though we go through our battles, we still have a covering. We are in the end time. And so these Levites and friends... They were armed with David's old weapons. Everybody said David's old weapons. Hallelujah. Amen. What, what, what we need to do is realize that what has been handed down to us is for our protection. Oh, a bunch of old fogies. That's not for us today, sister friend. It's not for us today, you know. And, and, and they'll read the same scripture that you and I read. The problem of it is they'll read so far and they'll leave the rest of it out. They want the frills and they want the, uh, they want the, the, uh, the goosebumps type stuff. And they want, they want all of that kind of thing. But to go further than that and really buckle down and live for God. They want that easy way. God, take me, you know the expression, come as you are. 
Well, I agree with that. Come as you are. But I'm here to tell you that when you come in contact with God, He's not going to leave you as you are. Oh, that never gets a lot of claps and never gets a lot of amens. But I'm here to tell you God is in the business of changing people. Amen. God's not in the business of leaving you the way you are. God wants to change you. He wants to make you a new creature in Him. He wants old things to pass away and all things to become new. Come on. Living for God is about change. It's not about, and it's not about just an escape, escape hatch for you to use whenever you want to use it. No. It's not what it's about. It's about living for God and letting God change you. And, I, and we need to realize, don't, don't despise, don't, don't, don't despise not your youth. When Athaliah came in and saw the young king surrounded by guards who strangely equipped, were strangely equipped with the old weapons of former days, ready to die for him, ready to go to battle, ready to protect him, she tore her clothes and she cried, treason, treason. But Athaliah's doom was already sealed. Escape was impossible. And we read she was slain. The good old armor was relied upon. And I want to encourage each and every one of us today. Do not surrender your holy armor over to the world. Don't surrender it over to the devil. Don't surrender it over to any carnal cause. Your armor is precious in the sight of God. And you just never know when you're going to need it. Come on, let me speak to some of y'all today. Amen. You got things that's on your plate. You got things that's bugging you. You got things in your mind. Amen. I'm here to tell you today, you're going to have to make up your mind whom you're going to serve. You're going to have to make up your mind who you're going to serve. Amen. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. You got to, whatever's coming against you this morning, uh, whatever it might be, uh, you got a purpose in your heart, God. I can't stay uh, entrapped by this. Uh, Amen. I've got to be free from it. Uh, I've got to walk in your love, walk in your spirit, walk in your word. You, everybody say, I must make a decision. We have to make a decision. Well, pastor, you don't understand what's going on in my life today. You have to make a decision. Well, pastor, amen, you don't, you don't know the situation. You have to make a decision. I'm calling you to a decision today. Well, somebody say, praise the Lord. Your armor. Everybody say, my armor. Look, let me tell you this. If you surrender your armor, then it will not be there for you when you need it. But if you will keep it in a safe place in your heart, then it will be there for you in the hour of need. Come on, polish that shield. Polish that shield, that, that, that spear and that sword. Keep it fresh. Keep it clean. Keep it sharp. Keep yourself familiar with your armor. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. <laughs> my son was getting on to my mom. My mom. Sometimes I feel like she's my mom. 
my wife, my lovely wife. Amen. You know, she's catching up. Her birthday's in May. Coming up, man. I'm going to be able to start calling her old woman here pretty soon. When she hits that big 6-0 mark, May 22nd. She's about a year, year and a half younger than me. God love her. She's a great woman. Does a lot of good things. Takes care of me. But my son, talking to his mom the other day, and he was getting on to her. And he was saying, Mom, if you're going to shoot a gun, you got to go at least once a month and train. How many of you ever seen my wife shoot a gun? She's one of the most unlikely characters in the world to ever shoot a gun. I've been raised with them. And, and when I grew up, we believed in stuff like that. And you got quiet on me right there. I'm talking about the old school. It's very uncommon for me to go in anybody's house and not, and not see a gun somewhere. Oh, you guys love for me to be spiritual, but when I get carnal, you, you don't want me to get carnal. I won't say no more about that, but why don't you take the two principles and parallel them? But he said, Mom, you got to train with that. Let me tell you what right now. Amen. If I've got a spear and I've never trained with it, I don't know what to do with it. If I've got a shield even uh, and I don't know how to use that shield, uh, it's not going to really do me any good for only just a few moments. If I've got a sword uh, and I don't train with it, let me tell you something right now. These spiritual things, uh, if you don't train with them, uh, you will not know how to use them uh, when the time comes. Come on, clap your hands and praise the Lord this morning. You got to know, you got to know, you got to know. And if you don't know, it's going to be to your own detriment. Because when the enemy comes and it says he will come in like a flood, the only one that's going to help you out in that time is Jesus. When he comes in like a flood, he's going to be able to raise up a standard against him. When he starts coming in, you're going to know how to pray. You're going to to know what what that sword is for, what that shield is for, what that spirit is for, what that helmet is for, what that breastplate is for. Amen. What the the shields for your sin are. You're going to know what all that is. uh, Because why? You clean it. uh, You work on it. uh, Amen. You make sure it's in working order. uh, You train with it. How do you train with it? Through prayer, through putting it to, 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 to good use, uh, working on it. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. It's good for us to hang those trophies in the house of the Lord, uh, spiritually speaking, of course. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. Because they're in our hearts. Uh, they are testimonies. Uh, they are memories of times when God brought us through. Uh, you got to keep a hold of those. Uh, amen. You got to put them there. They're going to help you when doubt tries to come in your mind. We are warriors, no matter if we want to be or not. That is what we are. And we are to fight the good fight of faith every inch of the way here, all the way from here to heaven. You're going to have to fight. Come on, you're going to have to fight. 
I wish I could tell you this morning that we could sing worship songs and, and we could sing Kumbaya and, and we could gather around the campfire and we could, and we could just kind of, uh, uh, you know, just kind of worship our way into heaven. Uh, amen. That's a part of your relationship with God. Praise is a part of your relationship with God. But friend, you got to work at it. Uh, there's going to be bumpy roads. Uh, amen. There's going to be hills to climb. Uh, amen. There's valleys to walk. Uh, amen. There's going to be uh, meadows to go through. Uh, and some of them are going to be stony and rocky. Uh, amen. They're not all going to be smooth. You've got to realize, amen, I signed up for this and i got to make it happen. Amen, i got to make heaven my home. Oh, I've seen the day when with a single word, God helping me to say my trust is in the Lord. My soul has quelled a thousand foes, fearless of all that could oppose. We must never forget that it is to the Lord that we owe any success that we have ever received or achieved. You didn't, you, you didn't do it on your own, right? Amen. When we try to go and do things by our own strength, you will be defeated. Amen. It's not about you, it's about God. It's not the abilities you have, it's about the trust and faith and hope that you have in God. Using those abilities for the kingdom of God. Amen. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. It's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. You're not going to win this battle in your flesh. You won't win it. It's not through flesh and blood. It's powers, spiritual powers, wickedness, high places, spirits of all kinds that want to take our world down. I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to sit around and just say, that's okay, we, we can't do nothing about that. I can do the greatest thing. I can pray. Right? I can pray. Can you pray? Can you pray? Not by might nor by power, by what, but by what? He said, my spirit, saith the Lord. It's a spiritual battle that's won, fervency of our praise and worship. You've never fought with sin, temptation, or doubt and overcome it by yourself. You overcame it with the help of the Lord. Right? That's the only way you're going to ever overcome it. You might as well lock that in your mind, lock that in your spirit. You never won a soul. You never spoke valiant words that repelled an error or did anything eternal value of the kingdom. It only comes by the anointing of the Spirit of God. Look, folks, when you go in the Old Testament, Miriam did not sing unto Moses and didn't sing unto Aaron at the Red Sea. But what she did do was she said in the hymn that Moses gave to her, Let us sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed. Gloriously. You don't glorify men, you glorify God. The Bible says, we'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Man can't heal you. But when you do it through his name, that's the difference. When we pray for you through the name of Jesus Christ. 
and all that we do for God, let us always make sure that we give all the glory to God. Don't take it on yourself. Amen. You automatically reflect it. It's not me, it's God. It's not me, it's God. He's the one that doeth the work. Do you believe that today? You say, well, pastor, you know, but, uh, you know, I paid the price. And I, you know, I don't care what you've done. I don't care if you fasted 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. First of all, you'll be dead. But the se- second of all, I don't care if you do all that stuff. If you, if you get misled and think it's all about you, it's not about you. It's all about him. You didn't do that. God did that. And when you, when, you, when you humbly give yourself over the Lord, amen, it's going to save you from your own pride and your own self-sufficiency. Amen. It's not about, it's not about you. <laughs> Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. Because the honor will be put somewhere. It's going to be. We must make sure that it always goes to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Well, I think a lot of the ministry gets out of sort is because when God begins to use them in various ways, then they all get puffed up and they think it's about me and everybody should know me. I don't care who you are. You're just a vessel that God used and he can use anybody else. He doesn't have to use you, right? Don't ever think that you're the only vessel that God can use. God can use whoever he chooses to and whoever he will. So stay humble. Put yourself there and say, here I am, God. Let God use you the way God wants to, uh, but always reflect the praise uh, and the glory uh, and make it go to Him. Oh, clap your hands and praise Him. A church is not built around a person. It's got to be built around the Lord. Built around His Word. Amen. A personality is a personality. You may have a great personality, but that's only going to last so long. David hung up the spears and the shields that he was accustomed to using himself. Ancient weapons that ended ended up becoming of great value to Joash as they protected him. Hey, I applaud those who believe in the Ten Commandments or any other portion of the Bible for, for that matter. And they believe that it still va- have va- has value today. You know, folks, somebody placed those commandments in our courthouses for a good reason. I'm telling you, I'm stirred up. Now, I'm not going to get crazy, but I'm stirred up. I'm getting sick and tired of these people wanting to do away with it on our money, do away with it out of the courthouses, do away with it out of the capitals. Folks, I'm telling you, we're going, down, we're going down a one-way street. We are an accident looking for a place to happen. You cannot do away with God and expect everything to go great. You cannot do it. God is our only hope. He is our only refuge. He is our strength, our help in a time of need. I look into the hills where it's coming my help. My help cometh from the Lord. I think we all wrestle with the old enemy of despondency. David fought with his enemy on a regular basis. But instead of falling into the 
grass is greener on the other side. Trap. David fought it the way it should be fought. With a weapon of prayer. And this is the greatest way to fight the spirit of hopelessness. Look, folks, we might live in a hopeless world, but I'm not hopeless. Look, we've read the end of the book. Have, have you, how many read the end of the book? Come on, raise your hand if you've read the end of the book. And if you haven't read the end of the book, go back and start reading the end of the book. We know how this is going to end. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. We know how it's going to end. Amen. I know. So therefore, because I know, I want to do everything I can within my power to make sure I'm not there. Hallelujah. Uh, there's no way, man. Uh, there's no way. Come on. Everybody say there's no way. So, so David had this prayer, and, and this was a manifest in Psalm 77. And I, I'm winding down. I'm winding down. I'm not too far from being done, I don't think. Let me, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not too far. Amen. Psalm, Psalm 77. Uh, I don't know if we got a, I don't, we need, we don't need music. Amen. We can just, we can just pray. 77. Now, now watch this. Amen. Now, now listen to this right now. Okay. Oh, yeah, we, okay, we got it. All right. Notice, verse 1, follow me. I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. In other words, what that's saying is, if you cry unto the Lord, he will hear you. Now this is Psalm of Asaph. Okay? Verse 2, he said, in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My, my sore ran in the night. Now you might say, what in the world? My sore, my sore ran in the night. The translation is, my hand was stretched out in the night. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. How many has ever complained? How many has ever prayed and you complained? Don't tell me you didn't. Don't tell me you've never complained to God. I've been in ministry 40 years, pastoring over 36, filled with the Holy Ghost many years, and I've had several complaints, sister friend. I've had several complaints. I, I, I kind of guess you do too. But just follow me here. David had complaints, or the psalmist had complaints. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. What? He says, thou Hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of, my, of, of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. It pondered diligently. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favor, favorable no more? Is his mercy clean, gone forever, or is it ceased completely? Doth his promise fail forevermore or until generation and generation? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath, hath an anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. And I said, this is my infirmity. 
This is my anguish. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy works of old. I will meditate also on, on, on all thy work and talk of thy doings. Verse 13, notice, thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Woo. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. So it didn't matter how things went. He'd come right back to where he knew where he was going to get his strength and his help. Verse 14, Thou art God, Thou doest wonders. Thou hast declared Thy strength among the people. Thou hast with Thine arm redeemed Thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Salah. The waters saw Thee, O God, the waters saw Thee. They were afraid. The depths also were troubled. They trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies sent out sound. The, the, uh, thine arrows also went abroad. The voice of thy thunder was in heaven. Uh, the lightnings lighted the world. The earth trembled and shook. Thy way is in the sea and, and thy path in the great waters. And thy footsteps are not known. Thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. I'm going to think about that. When you don't know what to do, here's a hint. Call on Jesus. Come on. He's still the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and he's got so many victories and so many trophies, uh, amen, in his uh, possession uh, there for you and I to read about, amen, and realize that, 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 that I can take these up and win a great victory believe that today let's stand together you see Jesus was nailed to the cross Satan our great foe met him foot to foot face to face in the wilderness and he was discomfited he came and met Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane and he was defeated thought he had him when he was on the cross but he was disappointed and now hell is vanquished Christ is Lord King of Kings the Bible said had led captive captivity captive and all the crowns of the enemies who the enemy of our soul Satan they're just trophies to him I tell you he can't win their spears are broken, their shields are battered, violently cast away, hung up as memorials of what Christ has done. And I'm here to tell you today, death too has been defeated. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. It's been defeated. Yes, I may go by the way of the grave, but I won't stay there. Because one of these days the trump of God is going to sound, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we which are alive will remain and going to be caught up together to meet Him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I'm here to tell you today, amen, in this day and time, it's decision time for us. Stay true to the things of God. Amen. Seek the Word of God out because there's enough there to help you along the way. To let you know that He, the battle's been won before, it can be won again. The victory's been had before, it can be had again, right? Come on, somebody say praise the Lord.
We're going to sing something right now. We're going to open these altars. If you want to come and pray, come and pray. If you want to sit right where you're at, but let's make this whole place a house of prayer this morning. Amen. Can we do that today? Amen. We're going to sing. Hallelujah. Come. Amen. Raise your voice. Raise your hands. Come on. Let's receive the word of God with gladness today.